Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit and maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well today we are going to be chatting with Dr. Nisha Jackson. She is a medical doctor and she's also the author of a book called Brilliant Burnout. This book looks at women and stress and the effect that that stress plays on both physical and emotional health. I will tell you that my conversation with her was very revealing and very resonant. Um, I came away with some inspiration and conviction, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. But first, I'm going to do a quick self-care check-in with Sarah. How's your self-care going? Um, it's good. I I started a little workout program. Nice. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, you know, it reminded me, I think this is about the time last summer when I started the, like, remember the hot bikini bod program. Remember I do that one? remember the hot bikini bod program. <laughs> I remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think I got a really super hot bikini bod for that program, but I don't really know if I did it all the way through. I can't remember. Um, bygones. But uh, I started a new one three days ago. It's a, this is actually pretty cool. It's a 21 day workout reset. So it's for anyone who has completely fallen off the wagon. Oh, and like has I don't not need, I don't need that then. I don't <laughs> I know. I'm, Do you know anyone that you like need that? that one, so I know. I mean, I think I'm the only one. Yeah. But um so okay, first it's have you have you heard or ever seen the pop sugar fitness videos on YouTube? I have not. Have like, Are they good? Have, okay. Yeah, they have like millions of followers. There's this one Interesting. woman and they do all kinds. I mean, cardio dance or Pilates, everything's free. Everything's free. So well, you know, I've it's always so really- funny because there's so much fitness on YouTube now. Like, yeah, you don't you really have to pay for much. No, you don't. You can just totally work out with YouTube. Now, of course, I paid for this because it's a 21-day reset and like it's all – because the thought of having to like put together some sort of program of which one I'm going to do every day is so overwhelming for me. That's too hard. It's so hard. So this one is by the woman that does most of the videos for Pop Sugar Fitness and it just – it's a 30-minute workout every day for 21 days. I'm on day three. I finished day three this morning. Um, I have to say it is awesome because – Okay, you know when you get really excited about a workout program and then you No, I I don't. (laughs) I don't know that feeling. But tell me what that's like. Okay, well you get really, really excited and then you go balls to the wall the first week and then you injure yourself or like you're so sore you can't do anything else. Like that that is my life story. I mean, I'm familiar with that second part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's like what I decide. I decide we're going to do this thing, but I inevitably hurt myself or I just, I overdo it. So this one is specifically designed to like not overwork your muscles too much. So I have to say it's been, I mean, I wouldn't say easy, but um, it's not been super hard and part of me wants to do more, but I realize the reason she's doing this is so that you make it all the way through the 21 days. So it's been really enjoyable. I just wake up, it's mostly toning 
and weights. So like there's not a lot of cardio. I mean, your heart rate goes up, you know, but you're not like jumping around very much. It's more like, you know, squats and So do you have to arms. have your own weights? Like does it yes, use your you own? Yes, you have to have – yeah, just use your own weights. Like mm-hmm. they have – they call for light dumbbells and then medium dumbbells. I don't have medium dumbbells. I can't even hold a medium dumbbell. So I'm going with light. And um, what else – I don't think you need anything else. Like, that's it. It's really, it's super easy. They have, you know, three girls, you know, like there's always the advanced girl. Then there's the modifications (laughs) girl. I've been watching the modifications girl. Uh That's like doing it easy. Uh But I really like it. it. So, yeah, I mean, I've just got to. I I mean, it's getting so hot now. It's walking the dog is miserable. And I'm just all about it. So if there's anyone out there, it's called the 21 Day Workout Reset. Just Google 21 Day Workout Reset Pop Sugar Fitness, or we'll put it on Selfie Podcast, a link to it. Now, are you but doing I really this like it. on your phone or on the TV? I do it on I do it on my laptop. Oh, I could it. do it. I could do it anywhere, but I like I don't know. I like my laptop. It's the perfect size, I think, yeah. for working out. Like when I put it right there next to me. That makes total sense. I feel like the phone is a little small. For that stuff. Yeah, it's I, I yeah, I'm like totally squinting the whole yeah. deal. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that I'm I'm going, I'm moving in the right direction with the working out. You we'll are see if I make it 21 days. Thank you. It, this happens every summer, but you know what? It always happens before my trips. And you oh, know, I'm totally. going to Laguna totally. in a month, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm gonna be on the beach. All day, every day uh-huh. in Laguna, uh-huh. like better get the shit in order. Yeah. Well, same. I mean, I'm going to the desert with a big group of friends and I, I do the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I have to be seen in a swimsuit. My body hasn't seen the light of day in right. a year. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is silly because I'm going with friends and none of them are yeah, the least I know. bit concerned about what my body looks like, but there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yes. So what's going on with you? Well, I, you know, it's interesting. I know we both did mammograms last week because you posted about oh. yours on Instagram. Yes. Um, I didn't post about mine. <laughs> oh, no. Ugh. It's just, Ugh. I mean, we both have the same issue. We both have those bren- dense breast tissue. Right. Um. But anyway, you know, the result is that every single time I go for a mammogram, I have to go in for more and then for yeah. more. So this time, you know, the mammogram came black, came back and like it was asymmetrical or something. Mm-hmm. So then they sent me for another mammogram. And then during the mammogram, they're like, well, we can't find the thing we saw before. So now let's do an oh. ultrasound. So then okay. they sent me to ultrasound and I proceeded to lay on the ultrasound table for like an hour while they're, you know, mushing my boob. And then right. the radiologist is calling in a doctor. She's like, well, we can't find it. You know, and then the doctor's like, mystery of the day. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, do you want to punch her in the face? Uh-huh. <laughs> so then she's like, well, we don't think it's cancer, but we're going to send you for an MRI just to be sure. So now I'm on oh. test four. You know, and it's like, I'm trying so hard to be good about doing my annual mammogram. But the Mm -hmm. result of having these dense breasts is that each mammogram I do triggers a chain of follow-ups that it feels like carry me through the entire year until the next mammogram. Does that make sense? No, it's my life story for seven years now. Yeah. So it's like I get this one. They automatically made me sign up for a six-month follow-up, but I'm still doing the other follow-ups. Right. And I right. swear to you, two months ago, I finished the last follow-up from last year's mammogram. 
fiasco. Yeah, the dense breast tissue is so ridiculous. It's just lame. Now, I told you offline, you know, I've luckily found a place where everything's done the same day. Like we, they just know the drill with me. They know yeah. the mammogram is going to come back. We know we're going to do an ultrasound. We know we're going to aspirate cysts. So like I have mm-hmm. everything done the same day. Last week I had, and I, by the way, I only aspirate, uh, which means drain. Right. I only drain my breast cysts when they are actually like protruding from my breast where where you can see it. (laughs) Right. I mean, I've got 20, at least 20 in each, but like you don't really see it. But like when it starts to look like an alien is trying to escape from my breast, Mm -hmm. that's when. So yeah, so I went in last week. I had one that was just clearly sticking out of my boob. It just, it just, it looks ridiculous. So I did the mammogram, did the ultrasound, and then we did the cyst aspiration, which we were just going to do one. Well, it turns out it was a cluster of seven. And so they had to – they had to drain all seven, and it was just kind of like the way they do this is it's ultrasound assisted. So there's right. a tech with the ultrasound. So you know th- they stick the needle into your breast, and they're kind of watching through the ultrasound. They can see where the cyst is, and they pull it and they drain it. Well, since there were seven and they were so close together, right on my chest wall, um, I my whole breast right now is black. Oh. Like I and I've never been bruised before. I mean, maybe just a little bruising. But my whole boob, well, actually, it's pat. I'm past the black stage. Now I'm in like that yellow green stage where it yeah, fades, that's you know? pretty. Mm-hmm. But it was this time took a longer, longer than usual. Like they couldn't find one. And then she's like, she looks at me, she goes, I could go on forever. And I said to her, um, I really don't want my breasts to be two completely different sizes. Yeah. In my head, I'm just in my head, I'm just thinking like, don't make lopsided tits, please. But like yeah. I said it in a much nicer <laughs> way. Because I mean, they just drain it. There was the syringe, Kristen, was like, I would say an inch and a half diameter and like eight inches long, and it was filled with fluid. So gross. Like, so what so is the gross. fluid? Like what is in them? Just the, nothing. It's literally like a liquid. clear fluid that builds up because when your hormones start raging at this age, right. it, just, it, it starts some sort of endocrine c- cascade or something Good where Lord. they fill up. And so they just drain it. And I'm like, no wonder my boobs have gotten bigger. I mean, just looking at that much drainage from seven cysts when I know I've got 13 more in that boob, like I would have no boobs without cysts. That's what I've decided. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, if I didn't know you, I would think like, oh, I think Sarah got a boob job. No, I think people think I've gotten a boob job because they're just, they're so different. I was going through old pictures of my mom a couple of days ago and I found a picture like, uh, you know, post-college and I am practically flat. I, mean, I just I wore like a size A. So yes, my boobs are real. They're just filled with nasty fluid filled cysts. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> so wait, when is when is your MRI? Have you had the MRI yet? Well, no, because my insurance requires me. So I found oh. a fantastic place, but my insurance is the problem because they want oh. to authorize every little thing that happens. So of course. Uh, you know. Oh, Kristen. so I'm waiting for the authorization for the MRI. And then, yeah, it's just I'm trying so hard to be like on top of my self-care, but it does seem like every attempt 
like starts a chain reaction. Like I went to the dentist <laughs> also this week. Actually went to the dentist the same day as my mammogram because I just really wanted to have oh, a terrible day. Fun day. Fun day. So went to the ma- mammogram. It took forever. Went to the dentist. It took two hours. But turns out mm. that one of my root canals has failed. I have an infection no. underneath it. No. And it's just like, oh, I didn't know this. I was in no pain. <laughs> Uh, but now I have to have either a reroot canal, which has a high rate of failure, oh. or I have the tooth pulled. Oh, Kristen, I really I feel horrible <sighs> about your teeth issues. It really makes me upset and stressed for you because there's nothing worse than teeth issues, really. I just think it's, in being at a dentist yeah. and the drilling and the and it just seems like yes. it's never ending. Well, for people who don't know, I have genetically horrible teeth. I take meticulous care of them. And she even said yes, that. Yes, you do. You know, she's like, I can tell you. Flo- I mean, I floss. I brush multiple times a day. But um, it is just a losing battle. <laughs> right. And I've already right. had – I have three crowns already. I mean, I mm. just – I'm just hanging on to these teeth for dear life. So the idea that they have to pull one of them, I'm just like, ugh. And then, you know, the answer then is – a. Uh, whatchamacallit, the fake tooth that they put in. Like a crown? Oh, no. Like, oh, um, like a whole an fake implant. tooth. An implant. Uh, an yeah. implant. Which, you know, go ahead and Google what that entails and then oh, try not to pass no. out. So, Mm-mm. No, thank you. Yeah, real glad that I keep going to all these appointments so I can <sighs> just get bad news everywhere. <laughs> Seriously, that's my – you and my dad need to get together because, <sighs> you know, my dad was just – perfect health and he found out he had a blood clot in his lung mm-hmm. last year yeah. which resolved and he's on blood thinners but it's like all of the testing they had to do has now you know he's learned of other things going mm-hmm. on and nothing's like major but it's just yeah. he is going all the time and he's like you know what I was perfectly healthy until I went to the doctor know. you know until I went to the thing and like it's true it's just uncovering like yep so much stuff but I, I guess know. But you want to do it. You know, you want to do it. I mean, because she did say she's like, you don't feel the infection because we've removed your nerves, you know, from the Uh, root canal. So you've removed your body's normal, you know, emergency signal to your brain, which is pain. And she's like, if we don't treat this, that infection will grow into your jaw. (gasps) We do not want that. Nope. So I'm nope. dealing, I'm dealing. I have okay. I actually set up a second and third opinion because I am that person. Because <laughs> I don't trust right. dentists also all the way. I don't either. Uh, I don't trust anybody. I don't either. So I don't trust anyone in the medical field. Oh, Sarah, I've taken my children to five orthodontist consultations. <laughs> have five. you? <laughs> five. And I've gotten five different opinions. So oh, I'm like, I trust man. none of you. I trust no one. No one. Anyway. Um, what do you have for two thumbs up this week? Oh, oh, well. Are you – I am fully 100% on the packing cube train. Okay. It's so funny because – Are you on it? You, no, not yet. But you guys are going to oh. make me a convert because the funniest thing is you and then my friend Sarah Bessie – Posted about packing cube love on the same day. We did? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I got to do this. We probably both saw it. It was Lovey was talking about it. Oh, yes. She was she did showing too. her packing cubes. And I was like, what is this thing? I mean, I'd heard about them. Mm-hmm. I love to be super organized when I pack. I know you do so too. So do I. 
Um, so I bought this set of six on Amazon and we just went on a trip to Bentonville, Arkansas last weekend. And I mean, it is game changing. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm going to start freaking out right now. But okay. So especially packing for families yeah, because everybody can have their own cube. So like I had a bag Uh, that had a cube of Malou's clothes, a cube of Derby's clothes, and then I had, you know, the smaller ones for my lingerie. I've always been really annoyed with putting socks under panties and um, bras. Like I'm like, I want them to be together. And I always use like random, you know, cloth shoe bags and stuff like that. But now it's like – and then they, they compress, you know. So right. you can you, – oh, it's just – and then you open your bag and everything is – I just pulled out Malou's thing. I'm like, here you go. Pulled out Derby's. Here you go. I have my lingerie here. It is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I am like – I am preaching to everyone. You have got to get some packing cubes. All right. They're I'm amazing. I'm totally going to do this, especially because, you know, I have now shifted to the away suitcase. Yes. Which yes. I like many aspects of the away suitcase. And I, I also have to say, this is not one of my two thumbs up, but I did buy the away bag that sits on top of the suitcase, like the the yes. kind yeah, of yeah. tote. And it's a game changer. I love it Do you so love it? much. Oh my oh, gosh. Maybe I should get that. It's spendy, but it, I will tell you, it was so worth the money because it was one of those purchases that actually like changed the quality of my travel because it has that sleeve that goes right over the... um the thing you pull the luggage with. Yeah, yeah. And the hand. Yes, the handle. So you just pop it over there and then the away bag is so easy to maneuver. Like it just feels like you're pulling nothing. Okay, I I probably going to buy this today. Well, like you're let me, saying this. Let me just really tip you over the edge. It has a lot of interior pockets. <gasps> I love interior. Wait, which one is it? I'm actually online right it's now the, looking at it. Is I think it's ev- the everything. Everywhere bag. Everywhere, everywhere. bag. Everywhere. Okay, 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 okay. It's totally oh, worth so the money. Colors. It will keep you so organized. It has a laptop sleeve. It is very roomy. You can carry a okay. lot in it. So I have like, okay. you know, one of the pockets I keep my teas in, one of the pockets I keep my medications in, one of the pockets I keep my cords in. Okay. I really like it. But anyway. Do you mind me asking what color you have? No, I'm really into this right well, now. Well, I have the navy away bag, so I bought the navy matching do you like because I have the navy away bag as well? I do. So you like the navy? Okay, I do. I mean, do there's different theories, Sarah. Some people like contrasting colors. Well, I kind of like this evergreen color. It's very like pretty. Evergreen. But I okay, really sorry, like tangent. The, I like the matchy matchy. So anyway, back to yeah, the okay. away suitcase. Mm-hmm. I like it, but but I've I've been struggling with the way that it opens like a clam. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like it opens oh, in yes. the middle, and so everything mm-hmm. on the one side just falls out. So it feels mm-hmm. like the packing cubes are a solution to that. They are such a solution. And I just feel like I have both the Away carry-on and the Away bigger carry-on. Right. I took I took the bigger carry-on to Bentonville, and it was just so nice because it already has that compression system. But yes. then when you have them in the packing cubes, you can get even more stuff. Right. I, mean, I packed all three of us in a, you know, in a carry-on easily. Easily wow. with these packing cubes. It was amazing. So they're $25. Um, I think it has – they have like 2,000 reviews, five-star reviews. Yeah, 2,600 customer reviews, five stars on Amazon. And they come in like 13 different colors. I oh, prefer totally just the those. black mesh because I right. like to keep it simple. But there's like lots of bright colors. People like that. So yes, that's my number one. Two thumbs up. 
I am so obsessed. We're leaving for Colorado on Saturday, and I just can't wait to bust them out again. I'm like, what are we going to do this time? So that's my number one. My number two, you know, I told you that 2019 was going to be my year of fiction. Yes. And it has been, but I'm sorry. I had to get off the train for a little bit. And get, I, mean, I just, I, I just, I'm like, let I me guess, something. it's a self-help book. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. <laughs> so have you heard of Atomic Habits? No, I have not. Oh, so it's this whole, it's like all, it's like packed full of self-improvement strategies all around your habits. And whether you have like outcome-based habits or identity-based habits, it's just all about habits, how to make your good mm. ones better and how to stop the bad habits, which that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's why I'm looking into it. I'm like, how <laughs> do I stop these things that I do over and over? But it's super interesting. It's written by James Clear. It's very easy to read. It's succinct. It's it's just chock full of tidbits. So like if you're into that kind of like making change in your life yeah. um, as, you know, where productivity is concerned and habits, highly recommend. Okay. Well. It's super good. My first thumbs up is a fiction book. So oh. when you're ready to get back on the fiction train. Okay. All right. So this is a novel called The Gifted School. And it's, I haven't finished it yet. But I love okay. the premise so much. So the premise is this small town of, you know, typical, somewhat hyper-competitive families, and they open a gifted school, and kids have to test in. And it's like about the calamity and friendship tension that ensues when some kids get in and some kids don't. Ooh. Because everyone thinks their child is gifted, you know. Oh, of course. So of it's, course. It, it kind of feels a little bit like, um, did you ever see the movie or the play God of Carnage? No. I also have to re- recommend that movie. It didn't make okay. it big because I think because it was very much like a play, like it was a four character drama um, that all took place in real time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. But but the play God of Carnage, now I'm on a tangent, but the play God of Carnage was about two couples whose kids got in a fight at school, and then they got together to discuss it, and just all hell breaks loose. Oh, my gosh. Because okay. they're defensive, and they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yes. you're watching it yeah. going, I've been in this conversation before. But the movie stars Jodie Foster, Kate Winslet, um... Oh, gosh, I can't remember the men. I mean, like amazing actors, highly recommended, just about the psychology of parents defending their children to other parents. Anyway, this book, The Gifted School, very much reminds me of that where you're reading it and just going like, oh, these tensions between parents Mm. about their kids are so real and so familiar. Mm. It's just a really well written book, but it's also like a beach read. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's, I'll put that on my list. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so I'm in the middle of reading that. And it's a, th- it's a thick book. It's a long book. Um, I feel like it'll be an HBO, you know, special. Yeah, it probably will. Soon. It probably will. It also feels a little um, – what's that other one? The one that um, is on HBO right now, the season Big two. Little Lies. Big Little Lies. It feels like that yeah. a little bit too. Very yeah. much. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, okay. School mom mama drama. Um, And then my other recommendation, this one's a little nerdy, but I just found the most comfortable summer shoes um, that are, that feel like a Birkenstock, 
but they look like a gladiator wedge. Ooh. Yeah, they're rock port. So, you know, okay, okay not, not the most, you know, maybe trendy. But if you're looking for just an everyday shoe that you could wear for long walks, I'm going camping soon. So it, it's that gladiator look where it's like a sandal with a wedge on the edge and then it comes up to your ankle. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, little strappies yeah. that come up to your ankle. I love that. But the the footbed is like a Birkenstock. Okay, that's amazing. You know, amazing. that just sink into it feeling. The wedge is small enough that you can really walk in it a lot. And then it zips up in the back so they're really easy to put on and off. Okay, can we just backtrack a little bit? You You're going camping? Well-ish. Okay. You know that every summer we go to this Wild Goose Festival and we don't stay in a tent, but we stay in what is called a rustic cabin, which is basically four pieces of plywood in a square. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. That's camping to me. Yeah. And so you're using a communal bathroom. You're, you know, there's no bathroom. There's no running water. You know, you're just inside of like a square of wood. Um, So it is essentially (laughs) camping. Yes. Okay. And it's super teeny tiny, like bunk beds, like you can't like sit in there. So right, right. You're sitting in your camp chair outside all day till you go to bed in in the rustic cabin. So I am doing that again. And it's always like, what shoes do I wear? Because it's also kind of a festival. So you kind of want to look cute, you, you know? Totally, totally. So I have worn my Birkenstocks in years prior and I lost my Birkenstocks. Oh, no. I know. That was a big That's bummer. bummer. Well, I lost my real Birkenstocks. I did buy, and I know we had a conversation about this on the podcast about a year ago. I did buy those, like, plastic Birkenstocks. Yes. You know, the one I have I those. Think you have yeah. them, too. Yeah. But they're not, like... No. They're not, like, comfortable for long wear. The rubber will, like, take yes. your skin right off. That's right. If you're, yes. Yeah. But great for by the pool. Great for great outside for the in the backyard taking the dog pee. But exactly. no. Like, in fact, when we were in Bentonville, I got my daughter. I have just the regular Arizona ones with the two straps across. She has that kind of the one that comes up between the toe. Yeah. You know? The, I forgot what that one's called. The flip-flop kind of style. Yeah, the flip-flop. And she wore those when we were out walking one day. And that poor girl oh, got boy. the worst blisters on the tops of her toes. Yeah. I felt horrible because that rubber, yeah, it's not it's not like a very walkable shoe. But that's no. also why they're like $39. And, right. You know, and the rubber. real ones are like 100 Totally. Yes. Now, we all know the struggle to find a natural deodorant is real. I have seen many people in our selfie Facebook group asking for suggestions for a good natural deodorant. That's why I'm excited that this episode is sponsored by Myro. Myro is making natural deodorant better. They use a blend of 100% natural scents and essential oils that release over time to keep you smelling fresh. And let's talk about those scents. So because it's made with essential oils that release over time, instead of smelling BO, you're smelling the scent of their deodorant, which is so good. Two of my favorite scents they have are Solar Flare, which smells like orange, juniper, and sunflower, and my very favorite, Chill Wave, which is a combo of cucumber, jasmine, and spearmint. I love the way it smells, and my daughters are loving Myro as well. There's no aluminums, parabens, talc, or mineral oil. One thing I really love about Myro is that it is a subscription service. You'll get one case and one pod in your starter kit. You can try it for 
30 days. After 30 days, you get three pod refills every three months delivered straight to your door. And you all know how much I love automating my personal care products. You can mix and match your scents. You can press pause or cancel your refills at any time. Get 50% off your first order and get started today for just $5. Visit mymyro.com slash selfie and enter the code selfie. Again, it's mymyro.com, M-Y-M-Y-R-O.com slash selfie and use the promo code selfie to get clean, beautiful, sustainable deodorant delivered to you for just $5. All right, guys. Well, I am here with Dr. Nisha Jackson. Nisha, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I have to tell you, our um, podcast also has a private Facebook community. And when we told them we were going to be talking with you about toxic stress, that resonated with pretty much most of our community. Yes, I bet. (laughs) They um, were excited that we were talking with you and they had many, many questions for you. But let's just give give me a kind of a brief overview of what, what do we mean when we say toxic stress? Right. Well, a lot of people when they, you know, especially women, I wrote my book, Brilliant Burnout on, you know, that was specifically directed towards women. Yeah. Although I think men would men would find the book fascinating because it certainly much of it applies to men too. You know, a lot of times women don't necessarily want to admit that they're under a lot of stress or they can't keep all the balls in the air, but they're not, they're starting to not feel well. And there's a difference between stress that motivates you and stress that makes you sick. So I'm, I'm really addressing toxic stress that makes you sick. And that could be stress that is financial stress, you know, hurried stress. You're constantly going from one activity to the next with no mental downtime. It could be that you have an extreme imbalance in your life where you're not sleeping well at night and your diet's filled with sugar and starch and flour products and your glucose levels are going up and down all day long and you're putting on weight. You're not sleeping well at night. You're hitting the wall in the afternoon noon, you find that your heart races now when you get under stress instead of being kind of the, the cool cucumber that you used to be. And, and I think one of the things that, that women and men often experience is extreme exhaustion, where they just don't feel like they used to feel. So that those are some of the symptoms. There's many, many more that toxic stress can lead to. It's almost like your body's just wearing down and yeah. you don't really know how to get back to where you were. Yeah. I mean, you basically just described my life. (laughs) Like I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely do think that I am dealing with this. I went through a divorce in the last two years. I'm a single mom of four kids. And that that whole thing of being um, constantly running, constantly, you know, one thing to the other, never any mental break. I am feeling a lot of physical symptoms. Yes. Um, So what are some of the physical symptoms that people might expect or look for if they're concerned about toxic stress? Right. So toxic stress symptoms, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it happens. um, It's kind of an insidious onset. It happens Uh often over a longer period of time where things just start falling apart. And, and you think, oh, my, my periods are irregular or my breasts are sore. Or I have more PMS than I used to. Or why am I acting like I'm in menopause when I'm not in menopause? Or, or why am I having this heart racing or insomnia? I, <clears throat> when I go to sleep at night, I can't stay asleep all night long. And then I wake up in the middle of the night, my, my brain's racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do I wake up in the morning and feel like I haven't slept at all? 
why am I putting so much belly fat on my body? The, you know, why do I have these weird cravings that I can't seem to get under control? Why am I drinking so much at night? So these are, these are some of the questions that people um, start asking themselves and they really think they're losing it. Like there's yeah. something medically wrong with them. They can't remember anything. They walk into the bathroom and forget why they're there. They, they, their concentration is poor. Their focus is poor. It could be a constellation of symptoms and it's very unique to that person. So those are, those are some of the symptoms because I brought in the gynecological issues there as far as the menstrual cycles and things like that, ovarian cysts, uterine fibroids, heavy bleeding, facial hair. I brought in some of those things because there's such a strong connection between toxic stress that affects your adrenal glands, which are your stress glands, Yeah, that is part of your endocrine system. And they directly affect your female hormones and right. your thyroid hormones, your gut digestion, your brain chemicals. So that's why I wanted to write the book so I could help women just, just sort of connect the dots with all of those things instead of going in to the medical provider, which you may have to at some point, but go in and say, I feel depressed. Then you get a drug for that. You go right. in and I say, I can't sleep. You get a drug for that. You go in and you say, I'm having anxiety. I get a drug for that. Instead of saying, wait, what's going on here? Somebody right. needs to connect the dots. So I bring in all of those different symptoms, which are really really related to stress because the stress was the first thing that started. And then it's just sort of this domino effect with all the other, the other, uh, systems in the body. So they're all connected, yeah. uh, very intricately, intricately connected. So that's, that's why toxic stress really should be talked about, but there's some really simple ways to get on top of it. And, and I wanted to give women some hope that, you know, it's not that complicated, right. but uh, there's some very key things that they should be doing to get back on track. So what can we do? You know, if you're, if you're um, a woman who, and I know this is true for so many of us, you know, maybe we work, maybe we have commitments with our kids. Maybe we're trying to be a volunteer at the school, you know, where we just find ourselves in this situation where uh, the number of commitments that are inherent in running our life are kind of unlivable in terms of staying sane. Right. So the most important thing right off the bat that we always do with our patients at our practice, uh, Peak Medical Clinic, the first thing we do is we want to get them to start sleeping. Mm -hmm. So at, at, at any cost, we are gonna, we're going to fix their sleep problem because if they're not sleeping, uh -huh. they're not going to be ready for the next day. And then it's just that accumulative effect, you know, over time. Right. So yeah. we, we want to get them not only to sleep, but we want to get them to stay asleep. And we want to get them into what we call stage four sleep or restorative mm -hmm. sleep so they can make the hormones while they're sleeping that they need the next day. And so what are, what are really, some of the really, ways... Really what are some of the ways for those of us who do struggle with that sort of stress slash hormonal insomnia, what are some of the ways that we can improve and prioritize our sleep? Right. So one of the things that you can do to get to sleep is you've got to tell your brain it's time to go to sleep. It's mm -hmm. kind of like when our kids were little yeah. and we'd rub their back and we'd tell them a story and we'd turn down the lights and we'd start talking quietly and we don't do any of that. I mean, what women do and men do often is they're running around the house 
trying to get another load of laundry done, the dishes done, mm-hmm. fixing dinner at eight o'clock at night, getting mm-hmm. home from late from sports. They're running around trying to do all of these things before they literally, you know, answer another 50 emails and a couple of hundred text messages and hop on social media. Now they're completely wound up. Yep. And then they throw themselves into bed and expect to sleep. It doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> There's nothing in your brain that I says, oh, this lady's starting to, <laughs> it's like, it's like six in the morning, you know, totally. your brain doesn't know the difference. Yeah. And so just, just taking an hour. I mean, like we owe it to ourselves. And I mm-hmm. realize most people today can't say, I don't have an hour. That's the time when I can get anything done. My kids are in bed and I can get stuff done. The problem is, is that unless you tell your body and brain, it's time to go to sleep, you're not going to be able to recalibrate your stress rhythms in order to go to sleep and calm mm-hmm. down. So even if you took an hour where you weren't looking at your computer and maybe not on social media and you weren't on your phone and you, you turned the lights down and took a the lab, you know, a bath with some lavender in it and drank some chamomile tea. I mean, I realize this sounds like super grandma old school, but it works. Well, there's something it to it, right? There's a reason well, grandma our grandma probably had everything that. right, you know? Right, right. <laughs> So those are some of the things that work really good. Now, obviously, there's lots of excellent supplements for sleep, brain chemicals in check. And one of the things that I really love to help people sleep is to give them a supplement that helps bring up and modify their cortisol level during the day. Cortisol is kind of like adrenaline, you know, it's like your energy um, Mm -hmm. steroid or your energy hormone. And to bring it up during the day so people feel on their game during their day, they're focused, they have energy, they have an ability to, to uh, not overreact to stress, they're not, their cravings aren't out of control. So that has a lot to do with cortisol rhythm during the day. And then, and then there's another supplement that we give at nighttime that blunts the cortisol so that it, it turns it off and it corrects the rhythm because cortisol is supposed to be high during the day and dead low at night. Right. But the problem is with reoccurrent or repeated or long-term stress or just being hurried all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, the cortisol rhythm becomes completely imbalanced where it's low during the day. That's why you feel exhausted. And then Mm -hmm. it comes up at night when you finally kind of calm down at night, it comes up at night and then you can't turn your brain off and go to sleep. Yep. So Using some natural supplementation to correct that rhythm can make a really big difference. So that's one of the first things that we start out with is is getting people to sleep because it's not just a matter of willing yourself to sleep. You've got to you've got to do some action steps to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And then what about you know those those of us who find ourselves during the day in that state of of constant hurry or constant distraction? What are some practices so that we're not living in that state of kind of hypervigilance? Yes. So one of the things I actually, uh, you know, I've been into breathing a lot um, in my life, just just teaching people how to, you know, breathe, because we're just kind of notorious breath holders. uh, In Well, I used to say in the US, but the whole world is pulling the breath now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, you're driving and you're thinking and you're talking to your kids and you're concentrating and you're trying to think about the next 10 things you need to do and you're not breathing. Yeah. And if you're breathing, you're breathing from your chest instead of your belly. So there's no air getting into your cells. And no wonder we don't feel good, you know, and no wonder we got scattered brains. So one of the things I learned recently, uh, I went to this amazing spiritual retreat in Costa Rica, and I learned this exercise that I'm trying to share with as many people because it's really been helpful to me personally. And that's called 100 breaths. Hmm. And 
so back to sleep for just a minute. If you were to lay down at nighttime and if you have a partner in bed with you, you know, they all should do it too, but your partner should do it too. And that is to open your mouth about an inch to an inch and a half. And you're going to only breathe through your mouth, not your nose, which is different than kind of some other stuff you've learned in the past, which is, this is just a different style of breathing. It doesn't mean it's the only way you should breathe just for this exercise. You open your mouth about an inch and a half and you take in and out through your mouth pretty consecutively. So it's kind of like a continuous in and out breath a hundred times. And that sounds like a lot, but it only takes about four to five minutes to do. And you want to do it not super rapidly because you want to bring in the breath only in your belly, not in your chest. So if your chest and shoulders are going up and down while you're doing this, you're not doing it right. It's got to be your belly. And what that does, Kristen, is it brings oxygen into your brain and you wouldn't mm. believe how much better you can sleep at night. I okay, mean, it's kind of basic when you think about this. Yeah, but, but you're right. Also, we're not we're not doing that during I'm no. not doing that during the day. Yeah, we're not doing it. And it would be it's great to do before you go to bed at night. It's really good to do in the morning because if you could spend and of course, hardly anyone does this, but if you could spend four to five minutes before your feet hit the ground in the morning where you do a hundred breaths and at the same time you're doing breaths, you're setting your intentions for the day. Like mm-hmm. what kind of person do I want to be today? Mm-hmm. What, what do I want to try to accomplish? What's like in my highest interest for today? You know, how do I want to be with my kids? How do I want to be with my, my workmates? How do I want to be, how do I want to treat my body today with food? And and again, we're only talking a total of about eight minutes a day to get something that's pretty profound between morning and night. So 100 breaths in the morning. And then I always think three o'clock in the afternoon for most people is about the time when your head's about to blow off your shoulders, you know, with stress. <laughs> just like, I can't take another minute. If another person talks to me. I'm just going to like, I'm going to lose it. Totally. So that's another time. I mean, if you can't do 100 breaths, do 25, you know. So that bringing oxygen in just because we all know we're just not breathing deep enough and from our belly during the day. So that, 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 that's another thing you can do that can just stop it. The other thing that I teach a lot as far as stress in the workplace is really turning your brain off for 10 minutes a day. If there's any way Mm -hmm. that you could go to your car, if you're at work Mm -hmm. uh, in a safe place, go to your car lean back your seat, uh, completely unplug your brain. No, your cell phone's not allowed. Your computer's not allowed. Your stereo's not allowed. It is complete silence and you're just breathing and closing your eyes. And you're really not trying to think about anything. But even if you did, it would be okay. Because I, all I'm trying to accomplish with my patients is nothing into your brain. Quieting and, the mind. And research on this is so fascinating, Kristen, because it really has shown that it adjusts cortisol levels and it really helps keep the rhythm of your stress hormones more normal so it doesn't escalate into gynecological problems and it doesn't escalate mm. into depression and anxiety and nervousness. So that's another thing you can do is just build in these little tiny things yeah. that you can do to unplug because we're right. just plugged in too much. Like every extra yes. minute we're looking at our phone every yep. minute. We don't even stand in line at the checkout station at at grocery store without like, you know, answering seven more text messages. We just, Mm -hmm. we're never unplugged. Right. And our bodies aren't wired to sustain that over any amount of time. We're just not. So, so that's something, again, it sounds pretty basic, but it's so profound in, in its effect on the human body. It makes total sense. I mean, I have just been feeling in my bones lately that I need less input, you know? Yes. Like, I, I, 
it's too much. Like our yes. modern world is too much. And when we're going at the pace we're going, we, we can't, we can't opt out of work. We can't opt out of parenting. If we've made that choice, we can opt out of looking at our phone. Yes, exactly. And also, a day. I think people need to identify again, this is this sounds kind of, you know, elementary and basic, but people need to identify the time of day when they're done. And I get up really, really, really early in the morning. So my time of day is about 3.30 or 4 mm-hmm. o'clock at the latest. I'm done. And I just tell myself, I'm done. Uh-huh. It's enough. Yeah. I'm enough. This is Ooh. enough. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think we ever think it's enough because we haven't even gotten halfway through our to-do list, which, by the way, Accurate. is completely unreasonable anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, so, and so just finding that hour, because what we end up doing is we end up pushing ourselves often or every day past that hour. And then we just are snapping at our kids and we're yep. snapping at everyone. And we just like losing it. We're eating a dinner while we're fixing a dinner and then we're yep. eating sugar. And then, you know, it's like, we're just medicating ourselves. Yeah. So you can't start treating yourself well if you don't know what your limit is. And Absolutely. most people's limit is about, you know, eight hours of intense work or right. intense being plugged in or less. Yeah. So, um, especially cause we're dealing with a lot of emotional stuff because we're constantly again, plugged into everybody else's life. Yeah. So, um, we have to know what our limits are and then just respect them. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's just so, so true. Yes, it is true. And the diet, the diet is really, really big too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really asking yourself every single time you put something in your mouth, is this going to help me have a higher vibration or a lower vibration. And we all should be, we really should be aspiring to operating our, our, our body at a very high vibration because we feel good. We get less sick. We help other people. We, we positively affect other people's life at a higher vibration, but the food that Mm -hmm. we put in our body, which is not, I have this little rhyme that I often use, which is eat foods from the ground, foods that walk around, yes. foods from the sea and nuts and seeds. It's basically unaltered foods. It's like yep. real food. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, which does take a little, you know, thought and preparation, but staying away from sugar and packaged foods and sugary drinks, just foods that basically all are depressants. They lower mm-hmm. our vibration. They lower our energy. Yep. But we often do it because, you know, they do medicate you in a way they're comfort foods and they medicate you, but only for a little bit of time. And then you want more. Yeah. And it is that vicious cycle of like, you want that sort of cheap bump from yes. crappy food and it does give you a little reward system, but it's it, then it's immediately out and then you're cycling back into feeling like crap. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So that just just changing that and maybe just being I think sometimes we find ourselves just kind of going through our lives kind of unaware of what we're doing. We're just, yes. we're, we're just unconscious about the habits that we've adopted, whether it be, I don't work my body out anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there becomes this terrible imbalance between the body and the brain. You know, the brain's getting worked out all day long with all this input, but our body hasn't been worked out and, and, and it becomes imbalanced between the two. And that's what leads to a lot of mental health issues. So just asking ourselves, you know, what am I doing to keep my vibration up and, and just being more aware of what, what am I doing every day to make myself a better person? 
and to be able to stay in this for the long haul, you know, like, how are you going to get to the point that you're able to really be actively involved with your grandchildren, Mm -hmm. you know, and vibrant and not old and, you know, with arthritis and autoimmune disorders and all sorts of other things that actually come with time with a lot of stress. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got this chance to be able to make a difference in our life Mm -hmm. and we should, we should want that for ourselves because we're worth it. Absolutely. I love it. Well, you have inspired me. (laughs) Well, Nisha, your book, Brilliant Burnout, um, is available on Amazon. I have it on my Kindle. (laughs) Um, Where can other people find where can people find you online elsewhere besides Amazon? Yes. Thank you. You can go to nishajackson.com. It's N uh, as in Nancy, I-S-H-A jackson.com. My medical website is peak, P-E-A-K, medicalclinic.com. On nishajackson.com, you can really get to anything that you need to get to or want to get to. And there's lots of information about the book and just about all the things that we talked about today. Fantastic. Well, Nisha, thank you so much for talking with us. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care. Take care.